the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com of anti-Semitism, unlike, I believe, we have ever seen in America. Now, anti-Semitism has been alive and well all over the world for centuries. Jews have always been hated, sadly, and I think primarily because they're God's people. And much of the world hates God. If you hate God, you hate God's people. But I've never seen this kind of anti-Semitism here in America, and it is primarily—I want to choose my words carefully—but it's primarily among Muslim immigrants, practicers of Islam here in America. And I continue to say this. In America, we love immigrants. We are a country of immigrants. The overwhelming majority of Americans trace their ancestry to another country. Um, My mother's ancestry, almost completely English. My dad's, oh my goodness, you talk about Heinz 57. You can find everything in our family tree. But we are a nation of immigrants. But what has been consistent since the founding of our country is the assimilation of immigrants. Historically, people who come to America do not want to establish their homeland in America. Of course, they maintain their heritage and some of their customs, but their desire was to become Americans. That is not true with many Muslim immigrants. The Somali community, if you check it out, and this is not this is not a racist comment, this is just fact. If you look into the Somali community, they have no desire to assimilate. They have no desire to become Americans. They want to establish a little Somalia here in America. Well, that may be their desire. But it's dangerous if left unchecked. And we can certainly see that in France. Several years ago, France basically threw their doors wide open to Muslim immigrants. Y'all come. We're a welcoming country. Y'all come. And now there are portions of France where even the French military dare not go. There are neighborhoods around Paris where the Islamic community has their own police, they have their own courts, they have their own judicial system, and the French government is frightened, but they dare not disturb it because of the hornet's nest that it would cause. We see this in other places, like in Israel. I've mentioned this before. Probably most of you know this. 
But Bethlehem, where Jesus was born, is about six miles outside of Jerusalem. It is obviously in Israel, but it is a walled city. It is part of Israel, but it is completely and totally controlled by the Islamic population. They have their own police. They have their own military. The cars do not have Israeli license plates. They have Bethlehem license plates. And when you go into Bethlehem, there are either three or four gates, and that's the only way in and out of the city. It's completely walled. All of those gates have huge signs, no Jews allowed. I've been there. I've seen them. I've photographed them. No Jews allowed. They want to maintain a complete, total, separate Islamic identity. We're seeing that happen here in America. And it's very, very troubling. And with that comes rising anti-Semitism. And we're seeing things like this. University of Southern California. Listen to this headline. USC moves Jewish professor to remote teaching after he said Hamas murderers should be killed. Here's the story. The uh, University of Southern California recently removed a Jewish economic professor to remote work after he called Hamas terrorists and murderers, which, by the way, they are. Here's a Jewish professor calls Hamas terrorists and murderers. Well, the United States government has declared Hamas a terrorist organization. Many other countries around the world have declared Hamas a terrorist organization. But because he called Hamas terrorists, Professor John Strauss has been evicted from the campus of the University of Southern California, and for the rest of the semester, he will have to teach his class remotely online. Why? Because a group of Palestinian protesters, well, protested, and the administration of the University of Southern California, because of the um, advocacy of Student Coalition Against Labor Exploitation, I have no idea what that is, but it's a pro-Palestinian group, and then the USC Graduates for Palestine and Trojans for Palestine lobbied the administration of USC and got this Jewish professor kicked off of campus. He is not allowed back on campus because he called Hamas terrorists. And then we go from California to New York City. A New York City Jewish teacher in a high school was forced to lock, uh, is it a him or a her? I think it is her. She was forced to lock herself in her office at the school because, quote, hundreds of radicalized students began rampaging through the school after they learned that this teacher attended a pro-Israel rally. Now get the picture. This woman is Jewish. She went to a pro-Israel rally. Well, that's obviously her constitutional right. 
Some students at the school found out about it, went on social media and, quote, exposed her. And then on social media, they talked about, and I'm quoting, starting a riot. I'm quoting now from the New York Post. The New York Post wrote a, reported that hundreds of students stormed in the hallways, ran amok, chanting, jumping, shouting, and waving Palestinian flags or banners. The teacher was forced to lock herself in her office, and city police had to be called, and uh, the mayor of New York City called it a vile show of anti-Semitism at Hillcrest High School. Can you imagine the terror of this teacher? Hundreds of radical Palestinians forced her to take shelter in her own office. This is happening in America. We'll be back. Bob wants to come to your church. Find out how to host a CrossPower weekend at crosspower.net. Welcome back to Barberty Live as we wrap things up on this cold, chilly Monday afternoon. Uh, let me just add a couple more things about this school in New York uh, that I was discussing before the break. It was Hillcrest High School in Queens. A Jewish teacher had to lock herself in her office and hide for hours, not minutes, for hours, because hundreds, not dozens, hundreds of radical Palestinian students rampaged through the wall of through the halls and rioted. So much so that uh, New York City police had to be called, and also the New York City Counterterrorism Task Force had to be called. It was so bad that City Councilman James Gennaro, who is a Democrat, said, whether it was one student or multiple students who did or said something, whatever the trigger was, something terrible happened. And I know from my many years on the city council that the counterterrorism task force is not engaged unless they believe it is potentially a serious question. New York City Mayor Eric Adams added, uh, New York City is better than this. The vile show of anti-Semitism at Hillcrest High School was motivated by ignorance-fueled hatred, plain and simple. And it will not be tolerated in any of our schools, let alone anywhere else in our city. That's a statement from New York City, Eric Adams. Now, I have a problem with that. I am grateful that he named what it was, anti-Semitism. I am grateful that he condemned it in no uncertain terms. I am grateful that he said it will not be tolerated, but he said, quote, It was motivated by ignorance-fueled hatred. 
No. No, no, no. This is not ignorance. And this again, okay, you probably know where I'm headed. World view. Folks, listen. You've got to understand how important world view is. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is a liberal progressive leftist. Now, he's done some good things. He's in some trouble now. Some accusations have been made about him from several years ago and have no idea where that may go. But he's done some good things. But he is a liberal progressive leftist, which means he has a secular humanist worldview. And the secular humanist worldview says every man, every woman is inherently good. All they need is a little encouragement. The only reason anybody ever does anything bad is because they have not been encouraged enough. They have not been motivated enough. Uh, they've had bad circumstances, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The secular humanist worldview absolutely denies the sinful, fallen nature of mankind. Completely deny it. Man is not fallen. Man is not inherently evil. Man is inherently good. And so what he's saying about these radical Palestinian students is, well, they're just ignorant. No, they're not ignorant. They have been taught. They have been educated to hate Jews. This is not ignorance. This is what they have been taught. Jews are evil. Jews are subhuman. Why? Because that's what their religion teaches them. Now, not all Muslims believe that, but most do. And that's what portions of the Quran says. And so these radical students are not acting out of ignorance. They're responding to what they've been taught, and they're giving in to their evil, wicked nature. And by the way, Muslims are not the only ones with an evil, wicked nature. All humans, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous. No, not one, Scripture says. So that's one thing that I would disagree with the mayor of New York. This is not ignorance-fueled hatred. It is educated hatred. They have been taught to hate. And until political leaders begin to understand the radical nature of much of Islam, until they begin to understand that this radical, and it's a theology, it's not just a philosophy, it is a theology. Until political leaders, civic leaders, educational leaders learn, this is dangerous, this is wicked, and it needs to be exposed for what it is. It is not just a bunch of well-intentioned kids who just went astray. No, they're doing what they have been taught to do. And I will leave it at that. Uh, I was going to spend a little more time on this, but I really don't have a whole lot of time. Uh, I mentioned this briefly last week. Pope Francis continues to stir more and more controversy 
within his own church. A lot of controversy outside the Catholic Church, but there is an enormous, unlike anything I have ever seen in my lifetime, an enormous amount of controversy within the church, and Pope Francis is right at the very center of it. Recently, he had a a luncheon at the Vatican, and he invited a group of, quote, trans-identified men to dine with him. Now, many people would say, well, he's doing what Jesus did. Jesus ate with sinners. Jesus ate with publicans. Uh, You know, Jesus loved adulteresses and so forth. Okay, here's the difference. I can find nothing in any of the articles that I've read that are either pro or con, that Pope Francis had any desire to confront in a loving manner these trans-identified men concerning their sin. It is one thing to love. It is another thing to embrace sin. Of course we love. Of course we respond with compassion. We are followers of Jesus. And Jesus loved everyone, but Jesus also confronted sin. The pontiff included this group of trans-identifying men to join him and actually gave them a special invitation. From a Catholic news source, quote, many of the trans-identifying men are Latin American migrants and prostitutes who live near Rome. The story goes on, the news article, Catholic news article goes on, that the Vatican provides necessities for these prostitutes, gives them shampoo, gives them food, and so forth. But again, I I can't find anything where their sin is being addressed. What have you accomplished? If you love someone who is in sin and don't confront them about their sin, you make them more comfortable when they go to hell. I I have no idea how the Catholic Church is going to deal with this, but because of the incredible controversy, I would be very surprised if there is not some kind of confrontation with this Pope soon. But hey, what do I know? I'd hate. I'm out of time. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful evening. But please, wherever you go, whatever you do, remember whose you are. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.